Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. By any measure, it was more than band members at St. Louis University High School might have hoped for or expected during a visit to Italy for performances at several religious sites. The students at the Jesuit High School had set up to play at St. Peter's Square. Then it happened. But I'll let those who were there explain. With me in studio, Jeff Pottinger is SLU's music and band director, and two members of the band, flutist Bryce Van Brie and alto saxophonist Emmanuel Parker. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for being with us today. Thank you, you look no worse to wear after a long fight from Europe, but uh, again, good to have you back home. Uh, Jeff, let me begin with you. Just kind of set the scene for us, would you? Well, we, we were you know, in St. Peter's Square, and there's thousands of people around us, and the papal audience had just ended, and we decided I actually we had the, kind of a neat moment because I really wanted the boys to play something. And at the time, I didn't want it to be a very selfish thing. So actually, we prayed beforehand that it would be a religious experience, that it was for the glory of God, if you will. And uh, just as a neat moment, we played this beautiful piece that was specially arranged by um, Rick Flouting for us uh, on a Bach tune called O Sacred Head Now Wounded. And we just started kind of slowly, and it was a beautiful, quiet piece. Next thing you know, there's people coming up all around us, of course, tourists that are taking pictures and whatnot. You know, we can hear that because yeah. someone posted on Facebook, took right. a cell phone video of it, and we can hear kind of the ambient sound uh, yeah. in, in St. Peter's Square there is, uh, that was happening. Bryce, walk us through. What's going on right now? <laughs> oh, my. So, let's see. At that point, I believe the Pope began walking down the steps, and if I remember correctly, he, um, the Pope-mobile had just pulled up in front of us, and my nervousness began mounting, and it was pretty, it was interesting because the, the second the Pope walked over, my nervousness kind of just vanished. It was weird. Um, and for the rest of the piece, it continued like that. And I don't know, the Pope just, he like took my nervousness away somehow. Emmanuel, were you fully aware that this was in fact the Pope who was wandering around in front of you? Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, it was, it was a big shock for all of us, I think. Um, I remember when he drove by at the papal audience, I think we were all thinking that the story we'd come back with was we were 10 feet away from the Pope when he drove by, and then all of a sudden we were on the steps and he was walking down, and uh, just a huge shock, but very exciting, for sure. Jeff, this is all happening as you're getting ready for the performance that you were talking about yeah. at Play Now. People just kept doing what they were doing. Yeah, well, and... Uh, a little bit out of context, we actually played seated in, in the seating area for a little bit before the guard came up and said, who are you and where are you from? And at that time, I thought I might be arrested. Um, I didn't know what was going on. And then, they, and then they said, come up to the steps and play. So we left the barricaded area, went up to play. And I, at that point, we thought, well, the Pope's going to walk by and he might wave to us. And then when we saw him come down the steps, we played that song I had mentioned again. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's this, this moment of like, I think you can hear it if you listen very carefully. I'm saying, oh, my gosh, it's the Pope. It's the Pope, you know, because he's walking over to us. And I'm, I'm thinking, do I stop? Do, what, what do we do? Do we play? And, you know, I look up and the trumpet section is supposed to be playing and they're all just staring at the Pope. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's the Pope, you know. Well, Bryce, you are uh, being called something of a hero because you continue <laughs> playing yes. uh, when he was standing right in front of you staring at yes. you. Yeah, I attribute that to the calmness that... I don't know, it was granted upon me in some way. How, how do you explain that? I mean, I've, yeah. I've seen you saying this before and seen you quoted as saying this, a certain feeling, a spirituality yeah. came over you. So this is kind of, um, I don't know, a bit off topic, but 
So my grandma, she died about a year ago, and she was a huge musician. She was very, very talented in music. And before every performance, I actually kind of asked her to help me uh, with the nervousness and all that. Um, so I think that was part of it, actually. Right. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel, how about you? Did you keep playing when all of this was going on? I did keep playing. I think uh, followed by the shock and excitement, there was definitely a lot of nervousness, uh, but we just kept playing and uh, put on the best performance that we could. Um, and I think at that point, it, w it didn't really matter so much, uh, you know, the little technical details in our playing, but it was more about um, just really being musicians and doing the best that we could. Yeah, Jeff, I get the uh, impression this maybe wasn't the very best performance they ever had, but it was certainly <laughs> adequate for the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it really was. And, and the interesting thing mm -hmm. I think about it was just that he, that the that Pope Francis stayed with us that whole time. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards was just so personal. And you can just feel, I mean, it was just magical. You could feel the Holy Spirit in the moment and the place was a buzz. And his time with the boys was just... You know, wonderful. I'd love to this week to take some time and to write him a letter to know what what he's done for us um, in doing so. You know, it's just mm -hmm. something you don't see somebody that's the most powerful person in the Christian you know world to take the time to do that. What sort of interaction was there in terms of conversation, or was there? I mean, there's clearly a language situation. Well, here. I remember a few <clears throat> things he said. I, I wish I remembered it all. I'm sure it was fantastic, but I literally was out of my body, you know. Um, he, he asked about the piece, the arrangement. He said the boys, you know, were fantastic and the music was beautiful. And, and, and he asked about the school, which I explained, um, that we were Jesuit. He's Jesuit, so I was excited to tell him that. And it was our 200th anniversary, and this was a big impetus for us to be here and to be a part of that. And it was just, you know, for Jesuits to share this with Pope Francis is priceless. Yeah. I, I was uh, taken by the fact that he is the first Jesuit pope and yours is a Jesuit institution. I wonder if that uh, had any impact at all on him in, in terms of his coming over to uh, be, be a part of the uh, group. What do you think, Bryce? Um, I think that's definitely a good assumption that he probably was impacted by that in some way. Um, I can definitely assure you that our school is taking it very, very seriously that we got to meet the first Jesuit Pope. Um, so I think that's part of it. Any thoughts on that, Emmanuel? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd say for us as a school, you know, being a Jesuit school in our theology classes, we've talked a lot about the Pope. Um, you know, I remember learning about his papal encyclical, uh, Laudato Si, and uh, really just talking about the tremendous influence that he's had. You know, with Laudato Si, you know, months later you see the first negotiations on the Paris Climate Change Accords. Um, you know, the year before that, in 2014, he wrote letters to um, uh, Fidel Castro and President Obama and started to facilitate the Cuban thaw. So it really, in that moment, I really was aware, you know, here's a man, he's taking his time to listen to us, and he just has a tremendous influence uh, on our world. So whether you're, you know, Catholic, uh, Christian or not, you know, he really does, um, that is something to really appreciate. Yeah. Jeff, weren't you, weren't you there to visit with a, a SLU grad who was uh, employed by the Vatican? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Greg Burke, 1978, who's the director of the press for the Holy See. And ironically enough, you know, after you, um, you meet the Pope, 
you tend to forget everything else in the world. We were actually walking to lunch, and I, we're halfway there, and I, I stopped the group. I'm like, wait a second. We have to go meet with Greg Burke, you know. So we had a great little trip back to see him, and he was so gracious with his time and, and actually very forthcoming with his, with his career and his personal life and his, and his faith. It was a wonderful, I think, experience for the boys to be so close to somebody who's done so much. Was he there on the, on the premises when the Pope was no, with No, he was not. Yeah, uh, he was not at the time. He very close to us. Um, um, to where St. Peter's, he's just really, literally just walk out of St. Peter's, the first building on your left. So, There were other people there. Obviously, St. Peter's Square is always a very busy, busy yes, place. Yeah. What was the reaction like of people who were just there watching you folks? I was shock and awe, wouldn't you boys say? I, I didn't get to see him as much. My back was to them. But when I turned around, you know, there's just, I don't know, there's probably a thousand people that had stayed around after the papal audience and were filming and uh, videoing um, and um, – just, I think they were just as excited for us as we were. It was really a neat moment. When you think back on it, Bryce, what 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 comes to mind? I, I've seen the pictures, and you're very much concentrating, seemingly, mm-hmm. on your music and on your, mm-hmm. your instrument. Uh, and certainly, with the Pope being three feet in front of you, you knew that was going. What about the rest of the the ambience? Um, so, you could see the the people in the audience. They were actually all crowding. Um, up at the barriers, just like the Pope was, um, like at the same time when the Pope was driving around in his Pope mobile. And I think that was kind of part of the fact that, one, I know that Italians, um, we were told by our tour guide, Elizabeth, she, she was a great tour guide, but one of the things she told us is that Italians love music. So with them crowding that, That's up an like understatement. That, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but I think that was definitely part of it, that they they just love music so much over there. And that was definitely part of the ambience of them, of their enjoyment of music, um, of their crowding up against the barriers almost. So yeah, that was pretty cool. What, what were you taking in, Emmanuel? You know, I think as high school musicians, we spend a lot of time focusing on festival score, scores or you know memorizing scales, and a lot of the time um, we don't really focus so much on just taking a step back and thinking about what it really means to be a musician and I think moments like that are what really remind you of um, why we do what we do, why we spend so many hours practicing, and why we came across the ocean, uh, the Atlantic Ocean, to go see the Pope in Rome. Yeah, Jeff, this was all, uh, as you've indicated, part of uh, observing the 200th anniversary of, uh, of, of your institution, if you will. Um, tell us more about the, the trip itself. What uh, you, were, you were going to a number of sites, as I understand it. Yeah, the impetus was um, from my wife uh, several years ago. She's a choir director at Crazy, and I went with her, and it was transformative for the girls and for all the adults, and myself in particular. And I thought I, this is something I just want to do as much as I can with these students. And went through a, P, uh, a company called Peter's Way, and they, they they are fantastic about mapping this out for you, especially in a foreign country with a foreign language. And and we went to see uh, the, the first thing we did actually, I think, was played at St. Peter's Square for the papal blessing. Um, we went to see St. John Tavern, uh, the, the Holy Stairs, which are the stairs that were brought from Pontius Pilate's um, castle, or not castle, um, palace, that Jesus was taken up to. And the, and the boys, you know, literally, you know, kneel on one step at a time to go up and pray as they go. Uh, the next day, we're having mass at St. Peter's Basilica um, and playing the music in this amazing space um, and a very worshipful thing. I, I mean, I'm trying to remember everything we did. It was amazing. Went to Assisi and played outside of St. Francis of Assisi, mm-hmm. his tomb. Um, 
and they just you know fill up the whole week. You were booked. We were running from place to place to place and and sleeping when we possibly could. And it was just every day you're thinking it can't get better than this, right? Everybody kept saying that. And then of course you know the fourth or fifth day you meet Pope Francis and you're thinking no. It can't, it can't get better than this. <laughs> let, let me ask the, the young man here, Emmanuel, I'll start with you, about the, the sense of religious history that you were experiencing. Was it something that uh, you anticipated, the, 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 not, not the meeting with the Pope, but the other sites that you visited? Was, were you anticipating something that, uh, that, that you felt during this time? You know, I guess uh, personally in my own uh, personal, you know, religious life, I've gone through like many different phases in the past five years, but to be there and to sort of see um, a really important area for, um, I guess, an area, you know, like Jerusalem, uh, an area that carries a lot of significance religiously, that that does have um, a big impact. And I, I yeah, I mean, it, it definitely uh, was a really cool thing, I think. Yeah. You, you hadn't been there before. No, assuming. no, I hadn't, no. Bryce, how about you? So I, too, have never been to Rome, but I've heard many, many stories on the transformative um, aspects of Rome. And it was just amazing to actually be in the presence of things like St. Francis's uh, body. Or um, I think we went to the Jesu, we saw St. Ignatius's body and the, the hand of St. Francis Xavier, who baptized pretty much half of Asia. So, and especially with us being a Jesuit school, those two saints were very, very prominent in the early Jesuit life. Um, so to see those was just incredible. Like, they're actually real. Like, I mean, we've learned about them in school, of course, but to see them and actually be able to comprehend their true existence was just very, very powerful. Yeah. Jeff, you mentioned, was it uh, Peter's Way? Is that the name of the organization? That, yes, uh, yeah. You just don't set up a bandstand in, in, uh, in, in the square in, <laughs> front, correct, of the, yes. in front of the Vatican. That's got to be a complicated process to work out to get the proper authorization and things of that sort. Yes, it is. Actually, yeah. even a week and a half before, we were still nailing down a few items between the instrument rental company, the Vatican. We had the Vatican police, you have the Swiss Guard, and then, of course, you have the maestro who runs the music at St. Peter's. And Luckily, it all came together. We, we did some creative packing, too, because um, last minute we were shipping some instruments that weren't uh, allowed uh, to be rented, if you will. And so certain students would have a symbol in their suitcase, and somebody else might have a suspended symbol in their suitcase. But we, ma- we made it happen. What about the decision as to what music to play uh, in, in these various sites? I'm sure a lot of thought was given to that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and who's playing? You know, we have a chamber orchestra um, that we just started a few years ago, and we have some students that were playing. We have the symphonic band that played the jazz band. And you want everybody to have an equal amount of playtime. And then as far as mm-hmm. literature goes, uh, we had to be sensitive in certain locations about being the season of Lent and um, mm-hmm. what music we would choose. In fact, the maestro said, I asked for a list of suggestions for songs to play at St. Peter's uh, Basilica, and he sent me one song, <laughs> O Sacred Head Now Wounded. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, we better play that song. And it actually took a long time to find an arrangement that I found worthy. Um, and Rick Flouting is this gentleman. I literally emailed him on a whim in the middle of the night and said, I don't know if you can rewrite this for our band. And, and about an hour later, about 2 a.m., he replied and he said he'd love to do it. And within days, he was sending us parts. And, and you guys have got to play that without a, a whole heck of a lot of rehearsal, don't you? How, how tough is that? Um, so it, definitely sight reading came into it, um, the ability to sight read. So 
uh, that tested my ability to learn music quickly um, for that last week we had before Rome. But um, I guess he, the man who arranged our um, our parts, were he's actually a guitarist apparently. So there were a few a few uh, like runs and scales in it that didn't quite match up with normal flute music. So that was interesting to learn. Emmanuel, just a piece of cake for you, I'm sure. Uh, well, I guess after four years in slew band, I have learned to uh, really throw things together last minute. <laughs> we play a lot. That's right. Yeah. Do, yeah. How about selfies? Did you have an opportunity to get uh, any of, of the high points of the visit? Yeah, I mean, we definitely uh, did take lots of pictures. I was not one of, I think, the three students who were able to get a selfie with the Pope, but... That's okay. I think the story and the experience is what really matters for me. Yeah. You didn't have a selfie. I you did not. A couple of great photographs yes, though, yes. of you. What about the chaperones? You had a dozen chaperones with you. I'm sure they were going nuts watching all this happen. Crazy, you know, and all parents. So they were just so excited and, and crying, tearful. It was just a powerful moment for everybody. Right. And again, going back to any conversation uh, and, and the language difficulty, uh, all I read was you saying grazie, grazie, grazie. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody everybody yeah. understands that. Yeah. What else comes to mind when you think back on, on those uh, days that you were in Italy? Uh, it was just a wonderful experience, you know. Um, I tell the boys in particular, you know, that um, one of the most treasured souvenirs they're going to have from a trip like this is the people that they meet and the relationships they form. And there were just all these wonderful moments that you – you get to spend with the boys, and in many cases in religious situations. In other cases, it's them standing outside of a gelato place having a wrap-off, you know, mm-hmm. with all the boys huddled in one big huddle that you'll just, you know, you'll never forget. Uh, Bryce, you've only been back for a very short time. What's the reaction been to folks who weren't on the trip with you to all the publicity you've received? Yes, yeah, so um, I don't know. So definitely getting back from all of the – the like very intimate relationships I've formed with several of my friends. Um, I remember the Saturday I got back, there was like no one at home, and um, I have a relatively large family, and they were all at uh, I don't know soccer games and stuff like that. But I I was all home alone, and it was just very very quiet. And I remember talking to my grandmother for a bit, um, and she was telling me about how I was on the news and all that. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, But, yes, it's been very, very interesting to have all these people come up to me and tell me congratulations on this experience. Manuel, how about you? What sort of response have uh, you received? Oh, there's been a lot of excitement in our school community. Um, Definitely had a lot of people in my uh, family post about me on Facebook. And uh, just a lot of, yeah, no, 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 it's it's an exciting thing for us as a school and um, individually, for sure. And you're very excited about Jeff also. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, how, how have people reacted to you? Uh, the same. You know, just a lot of response on the social media. And, you know, getting to share the story and talk about it has been a real blessing because it was just meant so much to so many of us. Well, thank you all for coming in. Uh, congratulations on a very successful, obviously very successful <laughs> visit to uh, Italy. And congratulations on handling it so well. And, and uh, get ready for next year's trip, Jeff. Thank you. We are, we are truly blessed, yeah. That's Jeff Pottinger, music and band director at St. Louis University High School. Two members of the band with me in studio, Bryce Van Bree and saxophonist Emmanuel Parker. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Right. 
Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWU. You're hearing some of the music of our band friends here. Thank you all for listening. I'm Don Marsh. <laughs>